Act Five of Mithridates by Jean Racine, translated by Robert Bruce Boswell. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Five, Scene One, Monima Fadima. Whither, dear madam, haste you? What blind passion makes you lay impious hands upon yourself? What? You have tried with criminal intent to desecrate this sacred diadem. See how kind heaven, more merciful than you, this fatal noose has broken in your hands. Why will you obstinately thwart my wishes? I long to die. Why would you have me live? My Zephoris is dead. The king's despair looks for naught better than assured destruction. What fruit expect you from your rude presumption? Mean you to give me up to Farnassus? Ah, wait at least till tidings of whose truth we cannot doubt confirm his brother's death. May it not be that, in the wild confusion of which we hear, men's eyes have been deceived? At first, you know, a scandalous report ranged the Ferris upon the rebel side, and now they tell us these same mutineers in cruel rage have turned their arms against him. One tale confutes the other. Deign to listen. Nay, Zephyrus is dead, I cannot doubt it. Nor has the event belied my expectation. Even if the fatal news had failed to reach me, his death were no less sure. I know his courage, and how his name is hateful to the Romans. Long have they thirsted for such noble blood. Rome's triumph now, alas, is but too certain. What enemy opposed his hand to theirs? Wretch that I am, I dare not shift the blame on others. Monima, to thee he owes his woeful fate. Open thine eyes and see thy guilt in all his sufferings. Thou hast armed a host against his life. How could he scape so many blows? The Romans and his brother were not enough. I to his father's wrath exposed him. I, the fatal torch of discord, the fury that Rome's demon bred and nursed to aid them. I it was who fanned the fire of mutual jealousy to conflagration. Yet do I live and wait till Farnassus, bespattered with their blood, comes in the train of Roman victors, and before mine eyes displays his savage joy. Death to despair opens more ways than one. Your cruel kindness in vain would bar swift passage to the tomb. Even in your arms I shall not miss the goal. Thou fatal band, ill-omened diadem, the instrument and witness of my woes, a thousand times bedewed with scalding tears, couldst thou not do me this poor piece of service to rid me of my life and all its anguish? Go, object hateful to my weary eyes. Some other instrument will aid me better. Perish the day, cursed be the fatal hand that bound thee first upon this aching brow. See, Arcus comes. Heaven grant that he appears with tidings which may banish all your fears. Scene two, Monima Fidima Arcas. Say is all over, and has Farnassus. Ask me not what has happened. 
I am charged with sterner duty, madam, and this poison sent by the king tells you his will and pleasure. Unhappy princess, oh, surpassing joy, give it me, Arcus. Tell the king who sends it, of all the gifts his bounty has bestowed, this is the one most welcome, most desired. I breathe at last with freedom, saved by heaven from those whose irksome care forced me to live. For once he leaves me mistress of my fate, nor interferes to check me in my choice. Alas! Repress your cries. This happy moment must not be troubled with unworthy tears. Your love, my Fidima, had better cause to weep when I was honoured with a title pregnant with woe, when torn from my sweet home they dragged your mistress to this savage clime. Now to that happy land return, and should the name of Monima be there remembered, say what you see, tell the sad history of all my glory, faithful Fidima. And thou, with whom parted by envious fate forever from a heart that held thee dear, I may not ask even to share the tomb to which I go. Receive this sacrifice, heroic soul, and may this poison now be my atonement for my lover's blood. Scene 3. Monima, Arbates, Fadima, Arcas. Stop! Stop! What is it that you do, Arbates? Stop! I'm the bearer of the king's command. Ah, oh, leave me! Arbates throwing down the poison. Cease, I tell you. Suffer me to execute the pleasure of the king. Live, madam. Haste Mithridates, Arcas. Tell him success has crowned my zealous service. Scene 4. Monima, Arbates, Fadima. Cruel Arbates, why prolong the woes I suffer? Was my punishment too mild? And does the king grudge me an end so sudden? A single death too little to content him? You soon shall see him, and I feel assured your tears for him will mingle with mine own. What? Is the king? The king's last hour draws nigh. His eyes will never see another sun. I left him bleeding, borne upon a litter, and, weeping, by his side went Zephares. Great heavens! Zephares? Am I awake? I tremble and can scarce believe mine ears. Is he yet living? Zephares, for whom? He lives with glory crowned, with grief overwhelmed. The tidings of his death, here spread abroad, not you alone have needlessly alarmed. The Romans, crying out in all directions the fatal news, chilled every hopeful heart. The king, himself deceived, shed bitter tears, and looking forward henceforth to defeat as certain, by a rebel son hard-pressed, despairing of relief, and all but forced to yield, and seeing to increase his pangs the Roman eagle with his standards borne against him, to no higher aim aspired than to avoid the shame of a surrender into their hands alive. First he tried poisons, such as he knew most deadly in effect. He found them all harmless and impotent. Vain help, said he. Too long with anxious care this body have I strengthened to resist all poisons, baffled by my own success. Some aid more certain I must now attempt, and seek a death more fatal to my foes. 
he speaks, and bids the palace gates be thrown wide open in defiance of their numbers. When they beheld those eyes whose noble fury had spread such frequent terror through their ranks, you might have seen them all fall back amazed, leaving wide interval between us and them, while some, already struck with panic, ran and sought a refuge in the ships that brought them. But reassured, ah, oh, heavens, by Pharnassus, and shame within their hearts awakening valor, they take fresh courage, they attack the king, bound whom I rallied a small band of heroes. Who could relate what feats incredible, while flashed his sword as fiercely as his eyes, his arm performed in this the closing scene that brought him to the pinnacle of glory? Weary at last, covered with blood and dust, he stood at bay behind a wall of corpses. Another force advanced in arms against us, the Romans all, ceasing to fight elsewhere, joined with united strength to overwhelm him. Then, said he, Dear Abartes, tis enough. My fury has outrun my failing powers, yet never will I yield myself alive. So saying, in his breast he plunged his sword. But fate refused to free his mighty soul, and in my arms with gaping wound he lay, exhausted, chafing at death's slow approach, and vexed that life still lingered in his veins. He could not speak, but raised his heavy hand and laid it on his heart, as if to ask a surer stroke from me to make an end, while I, possessed with overmastering grief, was minded rather to destroy myself. With loud and sudden shouts the air was rent, and I beheld a sight most marvelous. From every quarter fled, routed, and vanquished the Romans to their ships with Pharnassus and drawing near my dazzled eyes discerned victorious Xares in hot pursuit. Oh, heaven is just! The faithful Xares had by his brother's orders been surrounded when in the thickest of the fray, but he, after hard fighting, had at last escaped the rebels and regained his little band. E'en in the jaws of death, with keen delight across a thousand corpses, had he hewn his way victorious to his father's side. Alas! What horror to that joy succeeded, lifeless he would have fallen at his feet had we not rushed opposing his despair. The dying king at that sad moment fixed his eye on me, and said, with feeble voice, Run, if there yet is time, and save the queen. My fears aroused for you, for Xfares, suspecting secret orders had been given, all weary as I was, Alarm and zeal inspired fresh strength, and to my feet lent wings. And some relief it is, mid all our woe, thus to have warded off this latest blow. Ah, me! At this sad end of all his greatness, my horror-stricken heart is thrilled with pity. I would to heaven that I had had no share in such a consummation of disaster, and free from self-accusing thoughts might weep merely to witness woe so terrible. He comes. Oh, what a piteous sight appears, the father dying and the son in tears. Scene 5. Mithridates, Monima, Zephares, Arbates, Phedema, Arcas, guards supporting Mithridates. Alas, my lord, how dreadful is your fate. Cease and let both of you restrain your tears. 
pointing to Zephares. From his devotion and your tenderness, I look for other feelings than compassion. My glory rather claims your admiration. Sully it not with sighs and lamentation. As far as in me lay, I have avenged the world, and death alone has balked my efforts to strike a mortal blow at tyranny. The enemy of Rome, I spurned her yoke, and in the roll of those heroic names, whose hatred has opposed her, mine will stand, preeminent for dear-bought victories, that fill her annals with unlucky days. T'was not in heaven's decrees that I should die, amidst the ashes in the wreck of Rome. But my last moments by this thought are soothed, Full many a foe has fallen, ere I fell. Full deeply have I dyed my hands with blood, And I have seen the Romans fly ere death darkens my sight. To Zephyrus, my son, I owe this boon. He spares my dying eyes their hateful presence. To repay this service, my glorious empire In its palmiest days were not enough. And now for throne and scepter I have but you. Let me present that gift, And all the love which for myself I claimed, I asked you to bestow on Zephyrus. Live, my dear lord, for the world's happiness, Live for her liberty which rests on you alone, For triumph over your vanquished foes, for vengeance. Madam, I have done with life. My son, secure your safety, nor attempt resistance against numbers so immense. Soon will the Romans, goaded on by shame, return and like a flood sweep all before them. Waste not the precious moments their retreat affords in vain devotion at my tomb. So many lifeless Romans lying round me are a sufficient tribute to my ashes. Your name and person for a time conceal. Go and reserve yourself. How can I fly ere Fornaches is punished? Let me curb the pride of Rome. Nay, I command you hence. Sooner or later, Farnesus must perish. Trust to the Romans for his recompense. But strength is ebbing fast. I feel that life is all but ended. Come, my son, come nearer. And in a last embrace, full of sweet comfort, receive the parting soul of Mithridates. He dies. In grief, let us united be, and search for vengeance over earth and sea. End of Act 5 End of Mithridates by Jean Racine Translated by Robert Bruce Boswell